We are joined by Dave Sheridan, who is in the new film, The Christmas Tapes, which also stars Greg Sestero. So, Dave, how did you get involved with The Christmas Tapes? Because this is kind of an outside-the-box anthology film, right? Because the way it's set up, it's like a home invasion in the first 15 minutes. And then we get all these tapes that make it seem like an anthology film. So when you were reading the script, how did that all kind of embody yourself while you were reading it? How did that kind of go in your mind? Um, it didn't because I I never saw a script. So <laughs> I don't know. There might have been an outline because my section was completely, for the most part, improvised. You know that. Oh wow! Sent me a one-page outline of you know you knock on the door you enter the house you you go to the bell you know what i mean stuff like right. that so uh i wasn't privy to any of the other stories or what the wraparound was or anything like that i i never really asked because it didn't involve me since it was like they're you know they're really short films so to speak right. with yeah. the anthology so um only thing I got was a an email with like a little word doc, and I, I'm frankly I didn't have time to look at that either. So <laughs> I just uh, we shot like seven hours from my house, so you know, and I'm a, I'm pretty busy, so it's just sort of like I knew we were improvising, which is what I do, and uh, I was like, great, you know, do you need anything from me, wardrobe or anything? No, we got it all handled. Great, I'll I'll be up there. And we'll start shooting. So. Right. And how long did the process take you guys to film your sex? And was it just a quick day or how did yep. your filming go on the set? Yeah, filming was great. It was like uh, we probably started around 8 a.m. and we probably finished around 9 p.m. So it was one day and we shot when you with and I, I believe that's how they did all of them, because I was on another uh, Zoom with the actual directors and, uh, you know, the two directors and um for like the Australian premiere just over the, just yesterday, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sunday, like at 4.30 a.m. my time. <laughs> right, on, yeah. On one of these. And, um, but it was live at the audience at the premiere. So basically we shot, we shot in chronological order, but I think they shot all the other ones in chronological order. Meaning like from, in, in our film, from me, you know, knocking on the door and uh, going into the house, we shot all that. Now, I don't know. I did see the short and it, it opens up at night with them moving into the house and stuff like that the night before, two nights before. I don't know if they shot that the night before. I think, but I believe we wrapped my stuff and they probably reset and then shot some of their other stuff prior. So have you got a chance to watch the completed product yet of the Christmas tapes? I've watched mine. I've watched okay. my version of the Christmas spirit short. And I, but I haven't watched the whole thing. And there's a reason I'm going to go up to the Sacramento premiere on Wednesday to see it. And I didn't want to, I, I, right. if I'm, I wanted to see it. It's it, apparently it's sold out like the audience. Um, so uh, it would be nice to see it for the first time in front of especially the stuff i'm not involved with 
I'd, I'd rather just see it like everyone else, you know? Right. Enjoy. So you want to experience it with everybody else at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I did. A, and I would have done that with my own. But since I'm doing these press interviews. Right. I sort of have to know you got to had to. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because, again, uh, AJ, right? Yes. Yeah. Since it's real, we really did improvise so much. Uh, I don't know what they kept in, what they kept out. And quite frankly, when I'm improvising and you, you saw the short, uh, yeah, I'm blithering so much stuff. I'm just making stuff up that it's like, uh, I don't remember saying 90% of when I say something, I don't remember saying it because part of improv is really just to let it stream, let it stream out of you. Just um, try to tap into the character that you're playing and let that character just speak. If you're thinking, you're going to go way too slow. Um, if, if you're And if you're thinking you're going to be inside your head and you're going to censor yourself. You're going to censor yourself from what you say. You're going to, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what I'm saying is what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's like all in the heat of the moment stuff when you improvise, you really don't remember what you're going to say. You just kind of yeah. it out. Yeah. I mean, look, there, there's probably imp improvisational actors that really have the ability to think ahead and, and to to transform what they're going to say quicker i my brain doesn't work that way right it's better just to let it stream out and let the editing that's what i'm saying like in this film we probably i probably spewed out diarrhea out, blither out of my mouth <laughs> 50 and they did tell me they go we have enough to cut a whole feature film but the feature film would not be a real feature film because the there's just wasn't enough storyline but in terms of me going from each room and the stuff that i'm saying they had we shot because you, you do multiple takes too and you never want to say the same thing you know unless you screwed something up it's like okay i i need to say that again clean you know yeah. about the cameras or something like that so um but at the same time you know it's all it's it's more honest if you if you don't think about it you know what i'm saying you're going to find that the bob ross happy accidents first of all you're going to find the stuff that streams <laughs> you know you're a conduit for the imagination for the zeitgeist but at the same time you know especially since most most improv is comedy based um i don't know a lot of people that improv drama uh this right. one's cool yeah. because it does have these moments uh um it has these darker moments which are still improvised but at the same time most comedy most improvisational stuff is from the hip of comedy and um so in most comedy that is funny is the comedy that's honest you know is uh, sort of like just based on an honest level yeah which is kind of interesting to hear that you improvise this segment because you don't hear that a lot on horror films at all right. and it was improvised so that had to be a unique experience as well being this free to do something on set on a horror film that's not a horror comedy too yeah yeah i mean i especially more, more where it wasn't so much scripted like uh i did a movie uh in virginia not far from the charlotte area it's like and it was actually charlotte's charlottesville virginia and uh called bloody summer camp and um, it actually premiered in North Carolina at, it, but in Raleigh at the uh, Fear Fest, North Carolina Fear Fest. Oh yeah, yeah. 
And, uh, and in, in that, I improvised within the boundaries of the script and within the boundaries of my line. So that was a scripted movie. I had lines. I was working with actors that did not want to improvise. They just wanted to say their lines. But I always improvise. So I developed a type of improvisation, which I probably am going to take to Second City and take to some schools and sort of teach it as a secondary improv for film, improv within film and within the script is I told the actors, I said, I'm going to give you your the last line. Because a lot of actors, especially like neophyte actors, they'll wait to hear that cue line. Well, he's got to say, okay, I'll be back. Don't lock the door or whatever it is, right? Uh, they're waiting for that to say their line versus just listening, you know? Uh, and so I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to blither. I'm going to go and go off to the right, come back to the left, come up the center. But... I'm going to end my little vamp with the with the tat with the you know your trigger line at the end so that you know to to talk because these actors did not want to improvise they just didn't trust themselves they told me they're like oh we know you improvise a lot we're very nervous and I said don't be nervous I I I don't think you need to improvise you if you know your lines and you're happy with your lines then stick it my situation is I I'm not I actually can't memorize lines I really have a hard time memorizing lines. I have a hard time reading in the first place uh, with dyslexia and ADHD and all that stuff. But memorizing lines is very hard. It's almost like the <laughs> same thing like with, you know, I know there's those people that can hear a song on the radio and they'll have the song memorized. And when I have to perform songs, I had a band. <laughs> I had a band. I wrote, I wrote. The music. I wrote the lyrics and I would still forget the hell out of them. You know what I mean? I'd have to every before the show have to try to relearn them or memorize them or write them down. I would write actual, right, write them on like uh note cards or something. <laughs> I write them on big piece of paper on stage. Right. <laughs> normally in the band you have in the band, you know, when you play, you normally have your set list. I would have a set list and I would have lyrics like posted all over the place. And the other, it, it, you know, we worked it into the show though, because it was kind of funny. You know, I probably, you know how like uh, people at concerts still like hold up like John 316 or something like that. I should have right, just had yeah. this, hold, <laughs> hold up a few cards. All right, hold up spring break forever. All right, I'm going to sing it now. <laughs> so. Right. And Dave, uh, I also saw that Greg Sestero, uh, Sestero Pictures helped uh, produce this film. So how was he, as a producer, was he involved when you guys were shooting your segment as well? He was not involved. I mean, he wasn't on set. He was definitely involved as a producer. Uh, I, I never actually uh, got a chance to talk with him, though, because of Randy and Rob are the main directors and producers. Right. Rick, Greg, I believe, and I just found this out from another, from that Zoom premiere in um, Australia. You know, they did Infrared with Greg. Yeah. And he reprises his character from Infrared, uh, Jeff. And um, he pitched them. He's the one that pitched them uh, this idea. But Rob wanted to do a Christmas themed stuff but greg pitched the idea of the home invasion with his character jeff that has now a collection of all these found footage 
VHS films and stuff like that. And to be like sort of the kind of based on his character from um, Infrared. So it was kind of a cool like, and, and that's one thing I would say about Rob and Randy and the fact that I told you how much improvising I did and, and you said, uh, that's, that's cool that they made it comfortable. And you, I never know what to expect. And the two things that they really did right at least when when to for me on my side was they really were like let it go let's let's see where this goes uh, and they were smart about that meaning if i'm going up there i drove seven hours i'm showing up on set and i'm gonna say hey i'm gonna blither a bunch of stuff the best thing to do is to say let's date let dave sheridan bring what he's done for 30 years into our house on a low budget film let him just go you know, and they did that because they knew, well, we can edit, we can edit. Let's just take, take, it's digital, it's found footage, it's it's cell phone cameras and stuff. Let's just roll, 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 and we'll pick and choose and edit. And um, a lot of what you saw was really smart and um, great timing with the editing. You know what I'm saying? They knew yeah, what to yeah. come out The, the editing the was very sharp in this film, yeah. Yeah, they're good editors. Randy, I believe, is the main editor. But, uh, uh, you know, film editing, especially with, like, found footage, is really, really tough. Yeah, time. You don't want to lag on something too long. You want to be able to, you know, so. Well, Dave, thank you so much for joining me today, man. And What is the name of your podcast? What is the name of this? Uh, this is Infamous Horrors and Infamous Interviews. All right. Hey. This is Dave Sheridan, and you're watching Infamous Horrors and Infamous Interviews, and I might be both. <laughs> I just you. want to give you a little tag thing. Um, you're still recording, right? Yes, I am. So, um, yeah, it, you're in Matthews. Uh, so yeah. there's there's one called Mad Monster. Yeah, I've been I've been on the fence about going to those, but yeah, I do want to visit one one day. It's not that far from you, like because yeah, it's you know, in Concord, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it's at like the um, Embassy Suites Hotel, or Embassy yeah. Suites in Concord. So it's actually closer than because it's not it's not on the other side, you know, on the airport. Right, side. right, yeah. It's on your side. Just shoot right up the thing, and uh, you should go for sure. It's great, and what you should do is is check the, the um, you know, see who's who's appearing that year, and then bring up a hand recorder and. You could have you gone to conventions before? No, not really. You should. I mean, with a podcast, because I do this, I do the conventions, and so people with podcasts they'll come, and if you got a moment, you know, they'll come and just record an interview right at the table. You know, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, what's good about that is it's a way for you to go then grab like you know Kane Hodder or you know uh, um, Robert England or whoever so you know skeet altrich or somebody that might be appearing that you know probably is the chances of them getting on zoom in their underpants like i am right now um <laughs> i hope you are uh are, i mean i, I thought that was the reason zoom existed to do this all in your underpants as well <laughs> exactly <laughs> well no you have to work for like cnn news or something like that right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh yeah yeah so I, you know i i so funny that it's cool that you're there. How's the weather, man? Oh, it's getting cold around this time of year, but not too, too cold yet. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. So I, 
I, I lived there and I built a home, you know, in, in the uh, Ballantine area. Yeah. So, you know, the loop. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. to, I'm, I'm ready at six o'clock. You're like at five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I, uh, my, to, you know, where uh, Ballantine Commons is then, right? Yeah. In that area. I used to work at that Marshalls and Home Goods uh, store right there for a while. I've been there. That it, my wife worked at the, um, so that's by the Target. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. My wife worked at the Banana Republic right there. Oh, cool. So I don't know if you heard about this, but a theater down near uh, that area. Have you ever been to the Cinnabar Theater? Cinnabar, yeah, that's that. Yes, that was up by the Gap. That was up. Yeah, the other yeah. Um, so that closed it was down. Kind of like an Alamo Draft House. It was yeah. kind of like an Alamo Draft House. Yeah. So that closed down a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised during COVID. I'm surprised it lasted then during COVID. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the one, one thing, it, you know, if you have any listeners there in North Carolina, it's it's so interesting. I live in California, and uh, you know, when I when I left California to move to North Carolina. You know, okay, I'm going to try to get away from the taxes. And, uh, <laughs> oh, and it's it's going to be more of like, a, you know, don't, don't tread on me state and stuff like that. I'm going to be honest, I've been back to North Carolina several times, and I couldn't believe how more locked down it was, how restricted it was with the uh, the the restaurant hours. Oh, yeah. The staffing, the, you, you, you know, like you couldn't go anywhere after 9 p.m. I was like, what is going on here? Where, uh, believe it or not, California was actually very open outside of just its little LA area and probably San Francisco or something. But once you get out of those cities, it was like wide open. You know what I mean? So um, a lot of people bash on California. California, except for the cities, is mostly very um, free state. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say a red state, but I'm going to say like it's, you know, it's not what people think. It's unfortunate. Like the there's just the numbers. It's a matter of the voting numbers. But uh, most of the state is very, you know, wants to make America great. I would say, <laughs> um, or believes America is great because it is. Right. America is already great. So with that said, ooh, I yeah, I love that thing. I used to go to that place like on Friday nights. They have bands there and stuff like that. The, in your shopping center. Yeah. Yeah. I was right down the street. What 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 is what's what road is that? Sixteen? No. That's like Ray? right down the street from Ray uh, Road. Ray Road. Ray? Yeah, yeah. Ray Road. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's Cinnabar. Oh, huh? that sucks. The yep. building's still there, though, right? I believe so. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Why did you work there? Uh, for a little bit. Yeah, I did for a few months. I thought so. You might have worked there. <laughs> <laughs> all right dave thank you so much it's been really fun talking to you and congratulations hey can i say one thing are you recording still yes sir do you edit this do you edit this yeah i want to just tell everyone listening that uh you know my next one is currently on indiegogo right now it's called new fears eve and there's ways to be involved in that we're shooting that in um owensboro kentucky at the end of january and uh, we're raising funds. The one thing about Indiegogo that I truly like, I know a lot of other actors or they don't, they look down at it or they don't want to be involved with it. But I, I'm convinced it's the, the only pure independent way to make movies because 
you're independently funded by the fans who are pre-buying the Blu-rays and supporting with T-shirts or posters or signed stuff. You know, um, at the end of the day, 90% of it is Blu-ray pre-sales. So right. all you're doing yeah. is you're, okay, there's enough people that are interested in this. They bought the Blu-ray. The good news is that the Blu-rays that are for sale on Indiegogo are first generation limited edition Blu-rays. They're not the same ones that when Lionsgate puts it out or Gravitas or whoever puts out this low budget horror thing, uh, it's going to be different artwork. The cast signs it. And um, and usually the, the the actual movies, an extended version, because then when it gets sold to a distributor, they're going to cut it down. They're not going to put the extras on it and stuff like that. So the artwork is different. The credits are usually different. So it's really a unique Blu-ray that you get if you're into collecting you know, um, physical, you know, media. Um, so that's what I'm excited about it, but it is a great sort of like triangular, you know, symbiotic relationship of the filmmaker wants to make a film that he wrote. He want he needs actors in it, but he's got to pay them. And he also needs money to make the film. The fans get to supply that money and support the filmmaker and the actors. And then the actors like myself get to work. So it's sort of like, it really is a unique way and like sort of a perfect triangle way to make independent movies because the biggest problem with independent movies is the funding. And when you get outside funding from like an investor, all of a sudden now you have somebody else who's putting their hand on the creative process who are not the creative person that the director and the actors are. Um, and then there's a rush to get it out when you do something like this, the director and the filmmaker get to go, hey, we can take our time. We can make it better than, because a lot of times when people go, oh, these low budget movies, they're usually kind of crappy. The biggest reason I found over doing these for like the last 10 years and being in the business for you know 30 plus years is time and money. You know what I mean? Oh if, yeah. If you, if you don't have the money, you can't do it professionally quick enough so therefore you need the time and but when there's outside investors they don't give you the time they're like we need this now because we want to get our investment back but they don't realize they're not going to get a good investment back because they're not letting the time you know what i'm saying so they, they put up 50 grand or 100 grand thinking that they're going to have some sort of blair witch project or something right. like that it's not going to happen um you have to have the time to make it look at uh I'm involved with the terror, the guys that do Terrifier and Terrifier 2. Uh, I'm in their next film called Stream. It'll be out next year. But they shot it. We shot that three years ago, and they're still working on it, right? Editing it and stuff like that, finishing it. And Terrifier 2 took them four years. I think that was shot in 2019, uh, in the fall of 2019. I know for a fact it was. And because um, so anyway, the, the bottom line is, Damien Leone was given the chance because they independently funded that through Indiegogo. He, you know, made it, he waited until he said, it's finished. This is what I want to put out. And then you look at the result. That was a giant hit worldwide. So. Awesome. Yeah. And awesome. I love Terrifier too. Awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. It's pretty neat. Well, Dave, thank you so much, and have a good day, bud. Thank you, AJ. And if you want to, uh, you can send me the link of the Indiegogo, and we will put it on Infamous Horrors for you as well. Awesome. I'll, I'll text it to you. All right. Thank you, Dave. Let's keep in touch, too. I'd love 
love to come back on. All right. That would be, that would be awesome. Thank you, man. Thank Hope you. Hope to see you soon in person at one of these events. Okay. Oh yeah. I would love to. All right. Thanks, AJ. Thank Bye. you. Bye America. Thank you.